Hi guys, my name is Mihir Deo and you're listening to Just Baatein. Hey guys, welcome back to yet another episode of Just Baatein. It's a Sunday and again we have a podcast. We have a very lovely guest with us. Uh, it's funny we haven't spoken to him that much yet but we're already going with the assumption that he's a lovely person and uh, yeah i'm your host pratib and i've got alongside me ashwin obviously and before you introduce this guest ashwin how was your morning uh, early start for us 11:30 am how is it going yeah, it's funny we say early start for us although it's already 11:30 but unlike other episodes where i've complained I've had a good start dude I slept pretty early woke up quite late so I think we should start scheduling our podcast quite early but like Pratap said we have a guest obviously it's Sunday so to give you guys a perspective on what he does I'm just going to list out few things that he's done just to pinpoint one statement of his so he's he's got fourth place at Ironman Oman Goa state senior triathlon champion taken part in over 10 duathlons and never lost the podium Deccan Cliffhanger 643 kilometers ultra cycling race recording time in India for the fastest finisher in team category multiple victories in mountain biking road racing and triathlon so and he also according to his instagram story went for a morning run the whole point of this is to just ask him his instagram bio says that he's trying to exercise now meer first of all thank you so much for coming in and what's what's that about dude <laughs> happy to be here man happy to be here ah uh, i so i i don't know why i put that caption but uh, there are a lot of people <laughs> that uh, say that i don't exercise enough there are a lot of people that say that i'm doing way too much so i'm just trying to fit in somewhere in the middle i think enough. i mean that makes <laughs> sense now before instead of asking you how you are and all the generic questions i'm just going to ask you what's your right. normal sunday like because you went for a morning run today and you have a podcast right. recording now but what's what's your normal sunday like normal sunday always starts with the morning mm-hmm. run like you mentioned so i am uh, a coach for a running club where we train uh, kids from the age of they start at around 7 8 mm-hmm. years old and then the age group goes up to adults also there are parents also who train with us but the main age group is between i would say around uh, 10 to 15 years old maybe 16 mm-hmm. years old so all these kids they wake up in the morning on a sunday and they come out to run with us so i also i am a part of that group and there's nothing better than you know being in that community and running with them it makes us all happy so it's a group activity so That's... why not so that is uh, what is that is what my sunday morning looks mm-hmm. like if by chance uh, there is no run in the morning on sunday because of right. weather conditions or the kids have some tuitions or because mm-hmm. of any other reason they can't make it i i'm a triathlete right so i have to focus on swimming also i have to focus on cycling also so if i don't go for my own run then i either go for a swim or a cycle ah, right a cycle mm-hmm. right now before before i give it to pratib so, I'm, i'm just curious to know that do you have sundays off like are there any sundays that you take off uh there is i don't have a single complete off day in the week right. so all seven days there is some or the other form of exercise that is going on in my day yeah it's very interesting that you mentioned how you like uh, you know running in a group and everything considering that uh, what your event what uh, you do is mostly individual 
So before I move on to asking you how you got into cycling and everything, was there any team sport you used to play as a kid, or from the start were you inclined towards cycling and then you picked up from there? Honestly, when I look back, I think of myself as a good for nothing kid <laughs> because I wasn't good at studies. <laughs> no, being completely mm-hmm. frank here, I wasn't good at studies. I wasn't good at sports. I was just wasting time in school. But uh, I. I have tried all different kinds of sports. You know that phase when you're a kid, when your parents put you yeah. in different, different mm-hmm. coaching right. classes. Yeah. You are, you just keep moving from one sport yeah. to the other. So it's that typical, different sport yeah. changing uh, thing for me. So I have tried uh, badminton, table tennis, basketball. I used to play a lot of football, not at a very respectable mm-hmm. level, mm-hmm. I would say, just for fun. But uh, cricket, obviously, all of us have played <laughs> when we were kids. And uh, yeah, but uh, no, I wasn't really inclined towards any team sport or even an individual sport as a kid. So then, how? Okay. Just the usual exercise, okay. just to be a little active. So then, how say. did you get into cycling, and how did you think that was a field you like or enjoy? So uh, I was in an ICSC board for uh, my school, and I'll get to the cycling part. So uh, in ninth and tenth, at least in Maharashtra, in Pune, in ninth and tenth, it's tradition to just go for tuitions when you're in the ninth and tenth standard. It's just tradition, right? Yeah. So obviously, I was put into uh, a tuition for uh, maths and science, the usual, and yeah. the tuition that I was going for was quite far away from my house, and at mm-hmm. when I was a kid, far away was six kilometers, and uh-huh. uh, my parents couldn't drop me. and pick me up all the time because they had a work life they had to go to office right so that's when <clears throat> i started cycling to tuition cycling. and cycling back so just cycling there every day and cycling back every day just doing 6 6 kilometers 12 kilometers every day i unknowingly uh, got my body ready for cycling just mm. doing 6 kilometers right. daily so it was a consistent mm. lifestyle that i was following at the time and uh, mm-hmm. just doing those 6 6 kilometers i built like a base for myself right what yeah. i'm doing now yeah so that is mm-hmm. how i actually started liking cycling <laughs> and uh, i used to travel by uh, public transport also i used to love taking the uh, bus when i couldn't go on cycle because of rains because of extreme cold maybe but uh, majority of the time i used to go on cycle and after my 10th was over after my boards were over and when i got into college uh typically the usual college kid goes for a two wheeler right a scooter yeah for mm-hmm. commuting yeah but uh, i had started liking cycling so much by that time that instead of a two wheeler i requested my parents to get me a better cycle because the cycle i was using when i was going for tuition was uh, horrible <laughs> so uh, i got a better uh, cycle for myself and that mm-hmm. time it was a very big investment because i was just getting into it and getting a fancy bike that time which costed maybe 25 30000 rupees was quite a big amount yeah so yeah. i it was bought under the condition that i use it extremely regularly <laughs> otherwise my parents would have killed me <laughs> so that is how i started right. uh, getting more and more into cycling and mm-hmm. i started uh, meeting these communities that ride on the weekends and we they okay. they go for uh, longer rides maybe 30 kilometers 40 kilometers what i started out with and uh, yeah and then i realized that since i was doing 
those 12 kilometers of cycling every day for those two years in ninth and tenth, I was automatically better than the guys that were riding on the weekends. Just right. by a little margin, right. maybe. Right. But I could I mm-hmm. could visibly see that those rides were easier for me than it was for them. Mm-hmm. And sense, uh, yeah. if that was in my mind, I thought, "Ki why not just take part in a race <clears throat> just to see where I stand?" And the first race that I took part in, I ended up getting the victory. <clears throat> Maybe beginner's luck. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that is what boosted my confidence a little more because winning is mm-hmm. always it. It's a form of motivation, right? To keep going. Actually, yeah, definitely. So that's how I got into more and more races, and uh, I started enjoying it more. And the more I got into races, the more I met people who were. of my level or even much better than me right right and when you start riding with these people when you start training with these people you see improvement in yourself also not yeah. just not just on the bike yourself mm-hmm. as a person you learn different things from them that make you a better person that make you more disciplined in life uh eating mm-hmm. habits sleeping habits routine following all that so overall it just helped like is winning are you competitive in nature do you look for victories or do you, are you someone who goes after the process uh i would say i am quite competitive i mean i i don't know if i should be the judge for myself fair enough but uh on an everyday basis i would say i'm pretty competitive and uh yeah the process definitely looking uh, i look for that also the process also mm-hmm. but in the end it's about the winning yeah <laughs> about fair enough but ha from cycling from an indi- individual sport i mean one sport that is cycling right. how did you get into running swimming duathlon triathlon how was that process like okay so uh, like i mentioned earlier when i was a kid i used to just have a slightly active lifestyle right but uh-huh. my dad he always he's always been a very very influential part of my life when it comes to sports because he's always been a sports person uh he used to play water polo for at the national level and all wow mm-hmm. he used to play a lot of football so when i was a kid he used to take me uh, with him there is a local ground over here called the bm ground where it, there is a 400 meter track and he used to just take me with him to run over there so whenever he used to run i used, i used to just tag along and run as much as i could with him so again unknowingly i built a base over there for my running too right so the things that i did when i was a kid that's helping me now yeah. and uh, again like i said just uh, just to see where i stand in duathlon also because uh, all these sports even triathlon even duathlon these sports are very new in india people are not aware about them it's a very yeah. new concept right so uh, i just wanted to see what a duathlon is what all the hype is about and if my body could you know start cycling get off the bike and start running immediately that is what Like mm-hmm. basically a duathlon is, so yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I took part in a duathlon and um, ended up <laughs> winning there also. Luckily, oh my <laughs> god! Now that can't be beginner's luck. That I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe the competition over there was not enough. I can't really say. <laughs> sure, modest, so modest. But yeah, that's how I started liking duathlon too, and I started realizing mm-hmm. that I was better at duathlons than I was actually at. just cycling oh right and that's how i started getting more and more into duathlons and after mm-hmm. that the concept of triathlons came into the country the uh, trend of right. ironman i don't know if you've heard of ironman yeah. 
lot of iron man uh, the name started popping up a lot again i wanted to see what all the hype was about uh, why it's so tough maybe uh, mm-hmm. and if i i i wanted to see where i stand if i do an iron man so again decided to try iron man and it went pretty well the process was good yeah. didn't didn't win there <laughs> <laughs> no but i like i mean i like how you started out in these competitions to try it out yeah. and yeah. to challenge yourself right yeah. and how you came yeah. out on top i mean that's that's a fantastic story and it's great that you just introduced the yeah. iron man uh, thing to us because you went to oman that was your first uh, iron man competition and again it was also your first international trip and like going out alone so how was that experience like and how did you manage because i was seeing another interview of yours and you were talking about how you had to carry your equipment and everything for the first time so what was that like if you could just tell uh, us so when i got into triathlons when i decided to do a triathlon i didn't know how to swim properly so okay. i had to start learning swimming from scratch because in an ironman okay so i'll tell you what an ironman is first of yes, all yes yes yeah, yeah. so ironman is actually a brand it's just a brand like nike adidas okay. reebok oh. right so right. we keep saying ironman as a race because that's the right. uh, that's the identity it has got now but right. the brand right. is ironman and the sport is triathlon so it's actually right. an ironman triathlon right <laughs> I did know that because right, so, even before okay. you came Prate was asking me this and I told him that it's two separate yeah. events it's two different right right yeah. right right so I don't know if you've heard of the CrossFit games which happen yeah, abroad yeah. so that is actually yeah. a Reebok uh event yeah. it's called right. the Reebok CrossFit right. games mm-hmm. so this yeah. is like the Ironman Ironman triathlon. triathlon right so there are different brands uh, there is another brand called Challenge where there are challenge mm. triathlons when it comes to triathlons is the most famous brand and there are different distances which come under the ironman category also right now if you see a running race there is a 100 meter race there is an 800 mm. meters there is a uh, 10 kilometers there is a full marathon which is mm. 42 kilometers so yeah. in an ironman triathlon there is a uh, 3.9 kilometers of swimming followed mm. by 180 kilometers of cycling followed by 42 kilometers of running which is a full marathon right. and depending on where you do it in the world it's supposed to be done in under around 17 hours on an average okay now my oh, main wow. focus is the ironman 70.3 right. or the half mm-hmm. ironman okay now right. that is like the name like the name suggests it's all the uh, distances halved of an ironman triathlon right, right. so it's mm-hmm. 1.9 kilometers of swimming 90 kilometers of cycling and 21 mm-hmm. kilometers of running and this is to be done in under 8 and a half or 8 hours depending on where you do it in the world mm-hmm. so if you complete it under this time then you are called an ironman and you get an ironman medal and a certificate mm-hmm. so this yeah. is uh, what i decided to do i decided to do the ironman 70.3 i i didn't want to go for the full ironman triathlon because honestly i'm just not patient enough to race for so long <laughs> <laughs> so an ironman triathlon if it's getting over in 5 or 6 hours i'm fine with it but racing for uh, 13 hours 15 hours continuously i'm just not up for it <laughs> so r- now getting back to how i started out uh, i had to learn swimming first for right. such a big distance 1.9 kilometers of swimming which was my goal 
a stroke like breast stroke is not efficient for such a right. big for such a big distance so uh, freestyle is the most efficient stroke because you go with the flow of the water mm-hmm. in breast stroke you are resisting the water right right so uh, freestyle i had to learn from scratch and i had to really train for it but uh, cycling running i have been doing for the past 6 to 7 years right so my body is a little uh, accustomed to that routine now but swimming since i i learned swimming in 2018 and my ironman oman was in 2019 so right. that was a really short period of time for me to learn and actually get my body used to swimming so naturally swimming is my weakest discipline of the three still don't like swimming i'm just horrible at it <laughs> uh after that cycling i enjoy because cycling i've been doing the longest i'm most comfortable with and then running i'm pretty okay with i'm still i'm still getting in the process of you know actually liking running and going out there and doing it every day uh, about the race experience uh, it was like like you mentioned earlier it was my first international trip so i just didn't know what to expect and it was my first ironman triathlon too so it was all right. very intimidating for me at the time yeah and luckily i had a coach that time who had some experience with ironman triathlons okay. so uh, he constantly helped me and suggested me ki ha ye aise karna hai wo waise karna right. hai uh, right. this is what you should carry this is what you'll need in the race etc etc uh we had mm-hmm. to carry our own bikes with us we had to carry our own triathlon suit so it's basically right. a, a suit where you swim cycle and run all in that one suit so you don't have to change yeah food we need to eat some food also uh, during the race to keep going for 5 right. 6 yeah. hours continuously oh, right. we need uh-huh. to have that energy right so in training also we need to test out what kind of food we eat first because if you eat something new in the race you don't know how your body is going to react and that yeah. might lead to your downfall in the race so uh, yeah so w- basically a race is just a training day where you go extremely hard you don't do anything right, right. new in a race whatever right. is planned in your race you have to do it in training before beautiful place absolutely beautiful and one thing that stands out for me about the middle east personally is the road right. discipline and the cleanliness over there <laughs> <laughs> living in india riding on the yeah, highways over here that's true i mean i didn't want to come back from there because riding a bicycle there is is just absolute bliss <laughs> makes sense yeah, yeah. And, i can only imagine how treat it must be i mean clean road and just so good surface right clean good road clean not surface. a single pothole on the road <laughs> right Yeah. <laughs> not a single pothole no signals anywhere we were staying in muscat which is the capital uh, of uh-huh. yeah i the area where we were staying <clears throat> is quite fancy it's like uh, connaught place is pretty famous all over india right right uh-huh. so Correct. it was like the the fancy area the posh area of uh, muscat and right. uh, you could see all types of fancy cars over there fancy people but no indiscipline anywhere at all absolute cleanliness everywhere not a single pothole i didn't see a single red light there was no there were no signals at any intersection <laughs> absolutely right. and still there were no people honking i mean it was yeah. this was like a different world for me <laughs> uh, even before race day we just went out for a test ride on our cycles mm-hmm. just to see right. if our cycles are working properly because we have to dismantle the cycles in the flight 
we have to take it right, in a bike right. box oh, right, we have right. to dismantle our cycles and when we go there we have to assemble them again and see if they are working properly so that if right. there are any changes to be made we made we make them on that day so that there are no problems on race days on, yeah mm-hmm. so even when we went out for the test ride uh, they have a left hand drive right right and we have yeah. the right hand drive so uh, yeah. my group and i my coach my team we all were just riding and we weren't used to the left hand drive thing right so we were riding on the right side of the road and we just completely forgot that we are in a completely different place and <laughs> we were riding just like that for about a kilometer or so a kilometer is mm. a, a maybe about 3 to 4 minutes just on a test ride and for 3 to 4 minutes after those 3 4 minutes when we just happened to look back there was an entire train a line of cars just behind us and not a single one of them honked wow so you can imagine how patient they are and how disciplined they are that they are letting cyclists ride in their lane and they are respecting us that much that they are not overtaking us from anywhere or they are not honking they are just waiting patiently yeah. and then we realize that wow. we have to go to the left side of the road <laughs> <laughs> what an what an experience oh, to have especially if it's your first foreign trip yeah right? exactly yeah. now i want to ask you this is a mental aspect of things cuz a lot of runners so i work out in the gym and right. a lot of runners we play both of us play cricket runners cyclists and even swimmers they get into this zone right of it's almost like you're meditating right now what do you, what is that one so in between cycling running and swimming what is that one event that gets you into that zone and how is it different from a race day so how is that zone like during training different from the zone that you are in during a race day uh honestly i haven't felt that zone as such because uh, riding in pune there is so much so if if i have right. been anywhere close to that zone it has to be in cycling because that's what i'm mm. most comfortable with right Uh but riding in Pune there is so much traffic there is so much chaos over here on the highways that people are just cutting from left true, right true. center everywhere so, so always conscious we have to be absolutely alert at all times so uh i haven't really been able to get in that zone as such but i have i have uh i've been close to that zone i would say and this is different from race day because on race day there are thousands of cyclists next to you at least in an iron man race yeah, there are right. so many people that there is someone constantly behind you in front of you yeah. beside you yeah, yeah. so you don't really get to go in that zone in fact you tend to zone out you you tend to start thinking about something okay. completely unrelated to your race like for example right. even oh. when i was in oman something mm-hmm. about my college hit me something that i have to go home and submit <laughs> my assignment something like that <laughs> like it's completely and that happens right. to a lot of athletes that they just zone out right. for some time and then you realize that damn i'm in a race i have to focus yeah so it's not a conscious yeah. effort to zone out you just yeah yeah out. it happens a lot oh okay right but in training uh, we have rides that are i would say at 90% effort if you are going at okay. 100% okay. on race day okay. you go for maybe 90% in training so right. that 90% is where right. you're not all out also but you're not going to easy also it's it's yeah. slightly above comfortable which is called the threshold mm-hmm. where you can keep right. going for a long time but you're not going to burn out that easy also right. so That's maybe right. the threshold is the zone where uh, where the you get closest to the meditation like you said talking about training and the mental aspect 
now when you went to oman i'm assuming you were a lot younger and now that you're preparing for whatever is coming next so how would you say or do you say that your training regime has changed in any way and do you focus more on sort of trying to uh, stay in a zone or what's changed in your training so regime? what i would say that uh, going to oman like i mentioned was my first race right so right. i had no idea where i stood what i had done wrong in training what i had done right in training it was all going to show on race day right and mm-hmm. as soon as that race was over and uh, my results were analyzed and i saw the results for myself about how i performed in the race so that gave me an insight into what i was doing wrong for the entire year and okay. Right. Okay. Uh, just that one race gave me uh, mm-hmm. a lot of knowledge i would say about what i should be changing in my training and one thing that really stood out for me was that i was training hard when i was training for oman i wasn't training smart right. as such i was just training hard and mm-hmm. training hard always leads to burning out on race day always if you train hard but you don't train smart <clears throat> enough you are going to be overtraining yourself for a very long time mm-hmm. and overtraining right. is always bad news on race day because right. if you've been mm-hmm. overtraining for the entire year and then you really push yourself to the limit on race day right. there's going to yeah. be a point where you just burn and you're, you're yeah. gone yeah. Yeah. but mm-hmm. if you're if you've trained smart i would say even if you've undertrained a little bit that is still better than overtraining because you can still push your body you can rise to the challenge yeah. true yeah right but if you've overtrained if you've gone beyond a point it's not possible to come back to original form Yeah, right. makes sense so that was what really stood out for me was that i had to start training smart more i had to be more consistent with my uh, training rather than just training hard okay. so consistency is what i would say was lacking when i went for oman and just the next year i did ironman dubai which was around right. the same time right. about exactly one year i would say and i performed much at ironman dubai i would say Okay. So I was much more consistent in my second year than the first year. The first year being Oman. Okay. Second yeah. year being Dubai. Second so Dubai. So I reduced. I reduced my mileage. I reduced my training hours as such. But okay. my my consistency had increased. The amount of days right. I was training had increased, but the hours I was training on those days had reduced. Okay. Decreased. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. That is smart. Yeah. And, and that that maybe well, just that. that worked for me maybe that may not right. work for yeah. everyone yeah. this is yeah. very yeah. subjective right. everyone's bodies are different mm-hmm. so that is what right. worked for me it may not work for you it may not work for someone else and now further talking about training is there any superstitions that you've picked up over the years some rituals that you have to do or you don't feel ready superstitions not really i would say but i, uh, I can't uh, so i'm a hardcore i'm a hardcore non-veg eater okay right so i i cannot train without non veg if there is no non veg okay. in my schedule i okay. feel like i'm going to die <laughs> i'm i feel like i'm going to just uh, <laughs> so yeah. if i have to train hard i have to eat non veg because personally i believe that's where i get all uh, my main protein content fat Makes content sense. from yeah. that i need Makes sense. Yeah. and personally for me i don't think that veg food does it for me especially the veg food that cooks that gets cooked in my house Oh, <laughs> I lean towards non-veg when it comes to training. So that is the only st- superstition I may have, or the belief okay. may have that if I okay. don't have non-veg, I may not be able to train. 
as efficient right. but like i said that is just for me uh, right. yeah millions of right. athletes yeah. out there who are vegetarian and who right. are vegan and who are performing right. exceptionally well yeah okay. so yeah that's a personal belief i want to ask you you like you said because you overworked at a point and there was a point where you felt burnt out right. so are there days like even now are there days on a race day especially where you're not 100% mentally physically you might be ready physically you might be 100% right. but mentally are there days when you're not 100% how do you tackle that because you still have to go to the event you still have to go through the race right so how do you uh so now there haven't been any races for the past one and a half year because of the yeah. covid 19 situation right. so i can't really tell you anything about the last one and a half year yeah. but i will tell you just about my ironman dubai like i mentioned my mm. ironman dubai was on the 7th of february last year 2020 and mm-hmm. uh, after my race was over uh, i got a message just just at the finish line after the finish line was crossed and i got to my bag and i could see my phone and all i read a message that the uh, indian senior national championships were happening on the 23rd of feb which is oh. just about 2 oh. weeks away two weeks. From after yeah. my ironman yeah. yeah right and uh, i had no option but because a national is something that you really need on your resume so i couldn't yeah. afford right. to miss that event so uh, that is something where the mental aspect came into play that uh, maybe i may not be ready i may not have uh, recovered enough from ironman dubai to take part in an event as big as the nationals so right that is where the mental part comes into play i feel uh, and maybe that mental part influences your physical recovery also no right. it's it's a lot of it is placebo effect also if you tell yourself you're mentally ready and yeah. you're physically ready then maybe you actually are you never know so yeah. that is the example i could give you about myself and when the nationals happened i performed better than i had expected i thought i would just be completely burnt out because recovering from an ironman takes quite some time because you've been training for the mm-hmm. entire year for that one specific day right and on that one specific day you really push yourself to the limit so it takes at least 2 to 3 weeks of proper full recovery to get back to 100% but again if i had to push myself to the limit in exactly 2 weeks so that is a really mm-hmm. short period of time to you know get yourself together but that's but that's a turn around right like trying to think about how you can compete and like you said you competed better than you thought right that's a that's a great turn around now we have three four couple of one word or a sentence questions because before we have last few questions but what's what's that one event in the world you would want to take part in so oh, uh, definitely the uh, half ironman world championship other than what you're doing right now right. what's that one profession in the world you'd want to master like any profession you could be a singer an actor anything what's that one profession you'd want to master so uh, honestly i'm i'm doing triathlon just as a hobby i'm not doing it as a profession this is just oh, a hobby right. for me i'm uh, in fact uh, when i spoke to you about doing this interview i told you that i had my exams going on that's why right. i didn't push yeah, yeah, yeah. it right yeah. so i actually finished my exams yesterday and uh, yesterday i completed my masters degree masters. in electronics congrats so yeah. congrats congrats no, <laughs> wow congrats the so last yesterday was my last exam and i'm done with education for life now <laughs> <laughs> like, i couldn't i couldn't wait to get it over with so uh, yeah mm. so uh, i assist my dad in his business already so along okay. with doing my masters i was assisting my dad in his business and um, yeah so that is what 
I enjoy actually. So if there was any other profession as such that I would like to master, it would be this business itself because oh. it's uh, turning out to be quite fruitful. I would say. Wow, that's a surprise! Putting in so much effort for a hobby, my God, <laughs> that's that's more great more though. more than a hobby. I would say passion, hobby. Yeah. Fun. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that's yeah, a nice, that's a nice way, to way to put it. Yeah. Now, what's what's your favorite kind of music to listen to? Uh, what what gets you pumped up? Or if you had to go for a run and if you had to listen to music, what kind of music would that? I I listen to music just at home. You know, while doing house chores, I don't right. really uh, yeah. like to listen to music while training, uh, uh, mm-hmm. because there are certain metrics we need to focus on, like heart rate, like power during okay, training. Right. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. if you're listening to music while trying to focus on that, you're your your mental zone tends to get hampered right, so right, honestly right. personally i don't prefer to listen to music at home i listen to rap rap is what okay, i nice. prefer <laughs> <laughs> now this might be a very weird question but i was curious because so would you rather swim in dead sea the dead sea right or would you want to cycle along the streets of new york cycle along the streets of new york any day really yeah, yeah. nice <laughs> oh that's also because you enjoy cycling. Right. The last the last question in this segment. What's what's that one stereotype people get wrong about triathletes and just athletes in general? What's that one thing people don't understand? Mm. Just about me or just as triathletes or athletes in general? You or athletes in general? Anything. You or athletes. Anything. Yeah. There is so much I don't know where to start. <laughs> 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 then you what about you we'll stick to you then oh uh, with me people think i don't eat enough <laughs> of course right so what do, what do you say to that what do you say if people ask you to eat a lot eat more what's your reply if they tell me to eat more i say okay <laughs> i i will <laughs> i tell them that i eat enough but i work out and my metabolism is right. high so it just gets burnt yeah. out but if they don't right. believe yeah. me then i challenge them to a meal <laughs> oh wow nice, nice. <laughs> that's a good way to go about it yeah so i nice gen- i usually tell them that nice i probably way. eat more than you if you right, don't right. believe me try me right <laughs> a little bit about your masters degree so could you tell us how you got into it and like was it something again that you wanted to do even growing up you already were sort of clear that you wanted to do a masters in electronic science or what was that like so can you tell us uh, after 12th only right. i had started liking my dad's business which is in okay. uh, medical equipments okay so that's where oh, the right, electronics right. part comes into right it. right so uh, i started out working with my dad early and we had the notion that if i started uh, studying electronics i would master the technical side of the business yeah and since i had started working in the field with dad early itself i would get the sales side of it also so i would know the machines inside and out and i would know the sales part also inside and out Make so the sense. entire yeah. business is covered right there right yeah. right yeah so after 12th i decided to get into electronics solely for that reason and it's not like i didn't enjoy electronics but uh, i i'm not really inclined towards academics as such i don't really like because mm-hmm. so much of the majority of my day is sports so i don't really Lord. like academic yeah. as such but you need you need a degree right you need a degree <laughs> <laughs> so that is why i i decided to go for bachelors in electronics mm-hmm. i could have gone for electrical engineering also but that wouldn't have allowed me to uh, do anything else other than engineering because 
right so many yeah. assignments and so many tasks that the college needs you to do college hours yeah. compulsory attendance so right. my passion would have gone down to zero right mm-hmm. which i didn't want to let go of that is why i got into bachelors of science and i got into uh, a good college which would which would support me in my sporting section also right right yeah. and that is how i completed my bachelors i didn't have to attend much of college the teachers knew me they follow me on facebook they follow me on instagram so they know what i'm up to <laughs> yeah. they know that right. i'm yeah. not just bunking and going goofing off somewhere mm. they know that i'm actually right. doing something better for myself so right. that is why they gave me uh, the, a little bit of leeway to miss class and maybe study on my own and then that's really nice yeah. yeah it's yeah, always so nice to get a little bit of leeway yeah <laughs> so the teachers were really supportive in that way and that's how i got my bachelors but uh, mm-hmm. my parents being marathi being maharashtrian i had to get a masters degree masters. which i didn't want to <laughs> last two questions last from my side i just want to know how you feel about things because now we know i'm going to take example of cricketers we know rohit sharma always performs well right. in kolkata or virat kohli always performs well in adelaide right now your field is mostly like the end result of what people see are all numbers right when did you finish what time did you finish do you enjoy familiarity because if you like you said you took part in oman you took part in dubai right. going back there and if you did well before like in the previous year if i finished on the podium does going back there give you confidence or is it the numbers only numbers that you look at so i'll give you example of oman and dubai both both are very different courses the routes are very different mm-hmm. the scenery is very different right. oman right. is a place which has a lot of uphill a lot of climbs mm-hmm. and uh, that is why it was a little tough for us to uh, you know get get an idea of what the route is beforehand but uh, dubai it was a little easier for us because we know that dubai is a desert and it's mostly flat route so we didn't have mm-hmm. any surprises hitting it uh, hitting us as such but oman there was there were a couple of huge climbs that we were not ready for and uh, like i said earlier we need to simulate in training what we do on race day right and that is the one thing that we did not expect we did not simulate those two climbs that i'm talking about that really burnt out everyone from whoever went from india right. nobody was expecting that but uh, going to dubai uh, like, even ironman we choose where to go when we register for a race it's not like you have right. to do yeah, one right. race compulsory in this mm. location it's our choice okay. Okay. so the first choice was oman bad choice <laughs> uh, second choice dubai very good choice because we had an idea of the first race also what we did wrong there mm. we were not going to repeat the same mistakes in dubai and uh, the route also like i said was a little easier uh, so that is why dubai now even though it was an easier route i still feel like if i go back to dubai now i still have a better idea of the route now than i went for the first time because i've already been there right yeah yeah, yeah. uh when it comes to numbers <clears throat> personally i am a big believer in numbers rather than the position you finish in because oh, right. you you don't know how the competition is going to be in that specific location right mm-hmm. when i went to oman i finished fourth but when i went to yeah. dubai i finished fifth so people ask me right. what happened in this one year why did you lose position why did you drop your place down right but people don't mm-hmm. see that i have improved my timing by 20 timing. minutes yeah so i am a oh, big wow. believer in That's numbers <laughs> yeah and i still feel that i have so much more potential to do better over there 
because even when i went for dubai i was uh, i was facing a lot of personal issues at the time in my life and my mindset just a month before the race was completely haywire not focused on the race that affected me on race day but yeah you learn from your mistakes and if i go back to dubai now i'm sure i'm going to do much better than what i did in 2020 but i just want to ask you one more thing so before you start a race do you have a particular time that you want to set or are you just thinking about how do i go about this so what are you thinking about while standing or while starting a race depends on what kind of race it is since oman was my first race first ironman 70.3 i had no idea what i was getting into Right, right. I just had to go out there and uh, do the best I could and see where I stood. So there was a time target which my coach had given me at the time, but mm-hmm. uh, personally, I felt I was not at that level at the time. It was just mm-hmm. too ambitious, and I was nowhere even close to achieving that target. Even the time that I got on race day, the final mm-hmm. result that I got is nowhere closer. It's nowhere close to the target I was given by my coach. But uh, when I went to Dubai, I had an idea of what I was doing. i had been i had hmm. been to oman and after oman i had trained for an entire year with okay. less mistakes right mm-hmm. so i had an idea of where i was going to stand so in my mind at the start of dubai i had set a timing for myself between 4 uh, hours 35 minutes and 4 hours 45 minutes that was the time right. i had set for okay. myself and i ended up completing in 4 hours 44 minutes okay so i i yeah so like i said i had a pretty good idea of where i stood in training and i had set that target for myself accordingly there's no point in setting a target that's too easy for yourself because yeah. then then you're not challenging yourself you're and challenging then, yourself right? then then and then like i mentioned earlier there's no point setting a target which is too ambitious because right. you're not going to achieve it what's the point interesting and i think i have a question this is the last question from my side is also kind of on the similar lines only or uh, talking about maybe future goals are you someone who sort of plans out what they want to do in the future and then you know work towards it or do you just take it with the flow so how how do you go about mm, things like you when you asked me earlier which race do i want to take part in it's the ironman right. world championship so right. i know uh, yeah. i yeah. have kept that as my target because each time i have raced an ironman i have been pretty close to achieving that target yeah. if not close i have yeah. gotten closer to achieving that target right yeah. so that is definitely what is the uh, <laughs> the in the near future that is the immediate goal so that is what i'm training for right now so right. i have right. planned my entire training year the years to come just for that race so okay. whatever how much ever time it takes okay. i'm going to adapt and change my training accordingly just for that race just to get there we genuinely hope you get there and do well and i'm happy with yeah. how you do meher thank you so much for your time buddy i think it took 45 50 minutes thank you so much for joining in i think happy to be here thank you, you for having me thank you so much no thank you for coming a lot of the things i thought about triathletes and ironman in general i didn't know about right. so and a lot of learning in terms of how you are mentally prepared right. i think it helped a lot of us yeah. and all you guys listening guys we'll link his instagram down in our description below like i always tell you subscribe like share and subscribe all that good stuff sunday's podcast with guests like these listen you guys listen to him follow me is even if you're not an athlete even if you don't run swim or cycle i mean just following his page gives you a lot of motivation like his yeah. bio says he tries to exercise 
So it's great. I mean, if you don't work out and stuff, just read his bio. That's a motivation in itself. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching. Thank you. Bye bye. Yo yo, thanks for tuning into the latest episode of Just Bate. We hope you enjoyed it and that it left you inspired. Thanks for all your support and maybe you could support us just a little more by maybe going to our Instagram and Twitter and giving us a follow there. And also you can listen to us on all podcasting platforms right from Spotify to Apple Podcasts to Google Podcasts. Cheers.